This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Joy 94.9. Current Community Affairs, the news and views you need to know. You are on the line with Dean Beck. Good afternoon. It's Thursday the 3rd of December 2015. Great to be with you this afternoon. Thanks for joining me. Let's see what we've learnt from World AIDS Day 2015. Firstly, let me say thank you to the Joy 94.9 volunteers who over the last fortnight have delivered some extraordinary content regarding HIV and done a brilliant job at doing so. Our coverage of World AIDS Day was uh, the best we could do uh, and over the coming uh, days and weeks there will be all of those podcasts available to you and uh, we'll get them into a central resource. But we learnt on World AIDS Day that Australia's top scientist, uh, Sharon Lewin, thinks PrEP is pretty centre front. I would love to see um, access to PrEP funded through the, by the Victorian Government through in a, what we currently have, this demonstration project run by the Alfred, led by Edwina Wright, in that to make it more widely available. We have just over 100 people on PrEP when there really is a need for thousands of people to be on PrEP until there is approval by the TGA and PBS. What's the hold up? That whole process takes a long time, you know, getting through bureaucracy. I think there were, and you need a champion to get through those processes. Gilead, who are the who make the drug Truvada, which is the one that's luck um, that is being shown to be a benefit in prep, were slow to submit those submissions. I think perhaps we didn't push hard enough as um, physician scientists community. Um, but over the last few years, the evidence has just become overwhelming, and now we have to face this big bureaucracy. So I would, lo- I, st- I still think we are going to have some. Um, we need to really make it accessible, given its efficacy in that period. I 100% believe that the PBS must support this, um, and that's the best way to support, um, you know, um, our, our drug reimbursement. But we need to do something um, in the intervening. I'd say 12 to 18 months that we're going to face not having it. In, in New South Wales, for example, um, they have just announced expanding their PrEP demonstration project. So it'd be okay. great to see that here. PrEP is more effective than condoms. You know, if you're on PrEP, if you're taking PrEP daily, you will not contract HIV if you're a HIV-negative gay man. Um, you cannot say the same about condoms. They're only 70% effective. There are two countries that have approved PrEP currently, the United States and France. Uh, every every Western country is going through the exact same growing pains that we are right now. Every country is arguing about this. Um, we have seen amazing ingenuity in the community groups. We have three activist groups that have sprung up. One of those has facilitated an international buying scheme that has seen the price drop. If you buy PrEP from a chemist here, you're paying $1,000 a month. This scheme has got it for $50 a month from an international source. You know, Men who have sex with men in Australia want this drug. They need this drug, and the only way that we're going to get rid of HIV by 2020, and that's our goal as a community, mm. is to make PrEP available, and the federal government need to make whatever moves they can to make it available as quickly as possible on the PBS, and the state government needs to help fill the gap. 
That's the CEO of the Victorian AIDS Council, Simon Ruth, calling to action both the federal and the state government. The state government's health minister is Jill Hennessy. She made an announcement on World AIDS Day 2015. The Victorian government today has also made another important announcement um, in the quest to eliminate, um, eliminate AIDS and HIV. Um, PrEP is a drug that has shown enormous signs of success, particularly internationally. Uh, in states like San Francisco, it has uh, made a really significant contribution uh, to really dealing with what was once uh, an incredibly challenging epidemic. Um, PrEP is awaiting approval from both the TGA and the PBS, and they're of course Commonwealth regulatory decisions, and they're important decisions because they impact upon the access that people get to PrEP. Today the Victorian Government has announced that we'll be issuing guidelines to what's known as Section 100 doctors to enable them to prescribe PrEP what's called offline um, without TGA approval and we think this is an important interim step until we can get the very important access through the TGA and the PBS. This is a step that the Western Australian Government have also taken as well. We think these are really important steps if we are really serious about meeting uh, the targets that we've set ourselves and I think it will be a turning point in terms of PrEP being a critical part of our future HIV strategy. Section 100 doctors are doctors that have had specific training. Uh, they are people that have the expertise uh, and understand both um, the risks and opportunities of the patient cohort, the people um, that they are treating. Uh, so we estimate that there are approximately about 50 of such GPs that would be, uh, would be eligible. Uh, we're simply providing the guidelines to give them um, the legal security in being able to provide PrEP to these patients. We know that many of these patients are currently accessing PrEP um, online. Some are making personal importation applications through the TV um, this be in no doubt that this drug is part of the future story of HIV treatment and prevention in this country. Um, it's absolutely critical that we do all we can to support access to it until we get the TGA and PBS approvals. Minister, S100 uh, doctors have been prescribing it for over 12 months and uh, what you're announcing today is actually nothing. People can't access it without a script that's how people are getting it. So when is the Victorian government going to start lobbying for the federal government to approve PrEP? Uh, the Victorian government has been strongly lobbying the federal government, both the federal health minister and the treasurer, around PBS approval. We know uh, that ultimately that will be um, the great circuit breaker in terms of improving access and accessibility um, for PrEP. Um, that is something that the information back from the Federal Health Minister um, gives us some indication that possibly at some stage in 2016, but until that we want to give doctors certainty um, about being able to prescribe PrEP to those patients that don't have other points of access. That's a thousand new more infections at a time when we're seeing reductions in San Francisco. The um, approval of PrEP being uh, accessible via the PBS can't come soon enough for me, being no doubt about that. 
Um, these things have to be legally accessible, but they also have to be financially accessible as well. That is not a, a point that I would quibble with by any stretch of the imagination, and we need to continue uh, to advocate to the federal government for those approvals. Victoria's Health Minister, Jill Hennessy, had uh, months of preparation for a World AIDS Day announcement, and that's the best she could do. She made an announcement about nothing, and I called her to account on it. Despite having AIDS 2014 in this city just 12 months ago and all of the good work that came out of that, Victoria's Health Minister, Jill Hennessy, said this on World AIDS Day 2015. Um, this morning we've heard two spectacular speeches um, from two people um, who are living with AIDS and they've spoken very authentically and heartfully about their experience. Now I can forgive the Health Minister for not having much to say on World AIDS Day, but I cannot forgive Victoria's Health Minister for getting AIDS and living with HIV mixed up. You are supposed to be at the top of your game. You are a disgrace and should resign. Now, if you want to know why, this is why Victoria's health minister should resign, because she is perpetuating the stigma that HIV presents. I was actually going to talk about PrEP today and how bright the future is and the fact that all AIDS councils in Australia have this morning released a joint statement on PrEP and, and the need for the federal government and state governments to work on it. Uh, but this morning I was then shown a letter uh, that one of our community members... My name's Kath Smith and I am a director of Positive Women Victoria. And she uh, is a positive speaker and an active member of VAC and Living Positive Victoria. And she received this anonymous letter in the mail. It was addressed to my physical address, but I have a PO box. So these people know where I live in my community. It's typed and it's not signed and it says, we are write to you as disgusted members of the community and to advise you that you have never been and are not welcome here. We feel justified in, to, in writing to you as we feel enough is enough and we are tired of lazy leeches like you coming here and living off our hard-earned taxpayers' money. For years we have been watching you and we'll be contacting authorities to inform them of all the self-serving things you seem to be able to do, yet won't work. You are not disabled, you are simply fat, lazy and opportunistic. It seems you are happy to get paid for your stigma warrior pathetic speeches because it serves you, but refuse to get a real job, pay tax and contribute to society. You have angered many in this community and we'd like to remind you that you actually chose to contract HIV. So stop feeling bloody sorry for yourself, get a job and get out of our town. So I saw that this morning and I thought the future is very bright. You know, prevention and biomedical prevention and treatment as prevention and PrEP is a very bright future for ending <coughs> HIV. But if you're living with HIV, not a lot has changed in the realms of stigma. 30 years ago, people were being spat on in the street and today, one of our colleagues who lives in a rural town received this anonymous in the mail. Uh, so on this World AIDS Day, the Victorian AIDS Council often asks people living with HIV to come out and talk openly, and we think that is the way we will combat stigma. But today I'd like to thank all those people who do that for us, and this is what they risk every time they speak out publicly, and this is the backlash that they get. But we are very grateful to those people for the risks that they take, and for putting themselves out there to end the stigma against people living with HIV. Stigma is the biggest barrier 
to us ending the HIV epidemic and we've got targets of getting to zero, zero new AIDS related deaths, zero new infections and zero discrimination. The only way we're going to achieve that is by educating people, ignorant people like this, that there is no shame in living with HIV. Why does the stigma remain? Fear. People are afraid of what they don't know. But if they knew that the people walking next to them, sitting beside them, are possibly HIV positive, it would end. I have this theory that if everyone who was HIV positive came out simultaneously today, we could end stigma. There are that many people living with HIV, and so many of them live in fear, that we're not able to get on top of the stigma. No, I guess stigma is something we both tackle regularly. Uh, Living Positive have their Enough campaign. We support it with various campaigns and, and drives throughout the year. Um, but until we... No-one chooses to become HIV positive in this country. You know, The, the premise of that letter is ridiculous. Uh, and until we tackle stigma, we're not going to manage to end HIV. Stigma drives people to not get tested. Stigma drives people to not tell their loved ones that they're HIV positive. Stigma drives people back into the closet. Every time a letter like this gets received and goes out into the community, people don't want to get tested. They want to hide. Uh, they're afraid of how everyone's going to react. So we, we need to tackle stigma. How we do it, I, I, I haven't seen it done incredibly well anywhere, I don't think, um, except for people coming out and being open about their status. We saw a stigma change for the gay community when more people came out of the closet. Um, personally, I think homophobia also drives part of this. Yeah. There's a certain level of homophobia involved in HIV stigma. Um, but until we tackle that, we can have every intervention in the world, but we're not going to get our heads around HIV. I have to say I believe that women are the, are the people who will drive change, women living with HIV in this country. I think that everyone assumes if you're a gay man, you may have HIV uh, when they meet them. But I think it is shocking for people to hear people like Christabel, who spoke this morning, um, that women do live with HIV. Women are grandmothers who live with HIV. And I think once the Australian public opens their eyes and understands it is not a gay disease, then finally sometime people will stop discriminating. That's Brent Allen, the Executive Officer of Living Positive Victoria. Whilst that was playing, I've received a message that I'm being pedantic and it's the policies that count. Now, if Victoria's Health Minister cannot get in a media call what the difference between living with HIV is and AIDS and have no policy to announce on the one day that we look back and reflect, then I'm sorry, but I stand by my original comment. Victoria's Health Minister, Jill Hennessy, must go. Joy 94.9 is a GLBTIQ community radio station in Melbourne, Australia. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.